You know, there's a special mojo that's felt during those moments when human beings genuinely share who they are. When you see a songwriter who deeply believes and has lived the words that they're singing, it's the kind of magic that hushes a noisy room or sends shivers down your spine. I'm here to explore just that. What is it exactly that makes that kind of magic moment happen? Greetings, folks. My name is Michael Averill, and this is the Write Songs You Love podcast. All right. We are back for another episode, and this episode happens to be... Episode 50. <laughs> I, as I was bringing up a session here to record, and just seeing that this today was the 50th episode, I was like, wow, we're getting close to, to the year anniversary. So July 8th was when I posted the first podcast and also when I officially launched Write Songs You Love as a, as a workshop situation. And it's exciting. It's been just such a cool year of great conversations, awesome courses. Uh, the Facebook group has been a ton of fun, having conversations and events like the Teacup Challenge and some of the social kind of meet and greet hang hangouts, which going to come up with another one of those pretty soon in, in lieu of the anniversary. So just lots of great stuff. And I'm just so thankful for everything that's happened as a result of this. And just for all of you who take the time to listen, but also just to reach out and share and take part in any and all of the stuff that uh, I'm running through this platform. It's really such a treat and an honor and just so inspiring. I, I really have enjoyed how much this has activated my brain in a lot of different ways and just different conversations and different stories that have come up. And I've learned a ton just from people who have come on or from, from some of the stories that, that you all have shared with me. So we're getting close and yeah, I just have so much gratitude and wanted to say thank you for, for all the time that you spend here. So I've also just been super digging the levels of what we're, how we've been talking about performance and the dialogue back and forth that people have been giving response-wise to these last episodes, I'd say over the last month, due to the nature of running this performance class that I'm doing right now called Perform Songs You Love, I've just been having way more discussions on the topic of, of how performance can really work for you and and looking at when you look you when you have songs that are meaningful to you that you really care about that share your message or really translate who you are that the performance is is the is the way that that all connects it's 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 making sure that or i should say the performances that have the biggest impact are the ones that have a nice connecting line through the why of a songwriter, why they wrote their songs and why they're sharing it, what they actually want to inspire people to do. And it's just a ton of fun to experiment with how performance can actually be just as creative as songwriting when you really dig into it of, of how how a song is delivered in a space. It's, it's really quite adaptable. It's quite expressive. There's just so many unique things that you can do for one-of-a-kind moments, and, and that's really what it's all about, is just bringing your why into a special moment for other people. 
And I wanted just to frame that today because I wanted to share a story uh, about the last time that I rode on the train across Canada. I was traveling with my friend Sarah Osborne, who was on this podcast in February, and we were going to a conference in Montreal. And so meanwhile, on the train, we were performing our way across. I think I've mentioned before that via rail is a, is the passenger train in Canada, and they have this amazing program for musicians that you can apply to to perform your way across in exchange for having a having a, a car to um, a room to stay in and food and everything. So it's this it's this really cool partnership program, and I've done it a lot with my walking tour that I did through Canada. I've ridden that train eleven times, and it's always one of my favorite experiences to have not only just for the sake of the performance and the, and just even seeing Canada in that lens. It's just a collecting place of people from literally all over the world. And one of the best avenues for just meeting a lot of different kind of people and, and sharing stories. Now, something kind of funny about that particular trip, and when Sarah was on, she talked about this a little bit because she wrote a bunch of songs about this trip and it just happened to be one of these ridiculous arctic cold snaps that happened the week that we were on the train and it just got so cold that a lot of other freight trains that were on the rails with us totally froze up and locked down and they couldn't move and with that happening it often prevented our train from moving so there was just massive delays there were times when the train that we were on, particularly in Winnipeg, in the middle of Canada, uh, I think the toilets completely froze because it was just so cold and and they couldn't actually move on without <laughs> taking care of some of that stuff. So it was crazy. But something about sometimes on the train, you can, you can get, you can experience delays, like fairly sizable delays. And and uh, this this particular trip, both directions that we went, this this cold snap was a major problem. And if I remember correctly, I believe on the way back, back from Montreal to Vancouver, the train got pretty close to 40, 40 hours late, <laughs> which is hard to imagine. It's hard to believe that something can be that late, <laughs> but it was. And some of the other programs I've run, like the Write Songs You Love program, there's a certain section that we, we dive pretty deep into the idea of expectations and how, how we form those, how those show up in our lives, how they, how they work into performances and all sorts of things. But yeah, I, t I tell you, when, when you think you're going to arrive at your destination on a certain, certain time on a certain day, when it gets shifted, it can be a point of of stress because a lot of people, and I've seen this happen a lot of times, would make other commitments based on that arrival time. So some were catching flights, some were hopping on cruises, some just wanted to be somewhere for a special event, or maybe it was a wedding, or maybe it was a funeral, or who knows, any number of things that it's just maybe just to see a city that you want to see. 
But when, when you have a delay, then it starts impacting those things and that can make people angry or frustrated or all of the things. And so this totally happens. So yeah, and when it's, if you think of that happens just after a few hours, think about it after 40, <laughs> when there's been like almost two full days gone uh, just because of circumstantial stuff that's out of your control. It's, it's fascinating to watch. I find it fascinating how people deal in those scenarios. And so being a songwriter and being an entertainer and a performer in these situations, I, for some reason, have been a part of a lot of scenarios like this in, in the last decade where I felt my role, not just for entertainment, was more like riot control. <laughs> so to try to diffuse what was going on or just to provide something else to, to, to keep people occupied when there's really nothing else you can do. And that totally happened. So anyway, we've been talking a little bit in the last couple episodes about how you can actually use performance as a songwriting tool. And something really cool happened on this train where it was after we were coming back after a pretty busy segment of time and both Sarah and I were pretty tired. And, and at this point, our obligation was to play a, a few times during the day for about 45 minutes to an hour in different parts of the train, which is just super fun. But still, when you're tired and and singing in the train, when you don't have any amplification or anything, and sometimes if the train's moving fast, it's loud and it can be tough on the voice. And if you're feeling a little bit tired, it's just hard to get through. So there are times where, and this was a situation where this happened, where I thought, well, maybe instead of performing all the time, maybe we can just do something really fun and engaging with the passengers. And one of the cool things about the train, any season that you go on, it's always just beautiful scenery, but I, I had never been on it in the wintertime and it was just gorgeous just to, to look out the window at, at just the snow covered landscape. It was just so breathtaking. And, and I started thinking about that sentiment a little bit more, like the, you know, the phrase you've probably heard, oh, that just takes my breath away. I used to be an exercise trainer. And to, 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 when you actually think of something like that, it, it, you know, breathing is an essential function that we don't control <laughs> so much. Like we do have control over it, but we need to inhale and exhale. There's certain parts that are involuntary that our, our body needs. But, you know, what is it about these certain moments in life that can actually physically pause that moment? or that, that reaction and to breathe and like, what's happening there? What is it that your body needs to do to like stop that function so it can actually receive or make sense of whatever, whatever thing that is like beautiful or amazing or awe-inspiring in that moment. I don't know. That's remarkable to me. I think that the fact that the body can do that or that, that, that something like that happens. So I was pondering while looking out the window at just these kind of ideas. So like, oh, I wonder what other people think about that that idea. Or I wonder what other what people's experiences have shown up like to to take their breath away. So in the middle of some of the performances, I just started asking people, or even when I wasn't performing or having dinner and the people I'd sit across with, I'd just be like, just I'm I'm working on an idea here and love to to write a song with all of you or just as many people on this train as possible. 
please tell me like what what takes your breath away or can you think of a time where you've had this experience where something just completely stopped you in your tracks and and you just didn't know what to do other than just be in awe of of what you were seeing and so so here we are using using a performance avenue that I'm in the middle of to generate ideas and and to build a potential song and I thought well you know this would be cool this would be a neat thing if I could finish a song by the end of this trip which is usually supposed to be about four days four or five days that I could then translate that back to the passengers so that that would just feel like a, a really nice summary conclusion great way to wrap up the journey and and just have something that they could go home with so I liked that. It kind of put a deadline and a pressure on me, which was kind of fun because I just needed more information and I needed to work on this. And I I wanted to do that. And it's just a way to to just over-deliver and just do something special. But the kinds of things that people started telling me were were just really beautiful. Like anywhere from, there's a, a woman from Australia who said that when her child was being born, she it just so happened that she heard a song playing in the background on the stereo that was like being played by one of the doctors that actually happened to be her father's favorite song and her father had passed away before getting to meet this newborn child so that experience for her was just really really special to be in this moment and to hear that song it was like her dad was in the room with her and she just started bawling like it was just this really touching story so stuff like that or these certain moments in a day or or these certain times in life when we have these certain interactions with people that that are pretty impactful anyway i'm gonna play that song for you today because it's it's one I haven't played for a long time, and I want to be playing it more. And and just wanted to show this as a, as a demonstration of what came out as a result of a performance and how it actually wound gave me a song that I I really love. <coughs> All right. So I'm actually also I know you can't see me, but I'm gonna use a slide on this song. And this is actually this cool glass slide that a good friend of mine who always says that she's my adopted mom <laughs> when I lived in Vancouver. She also makes things out of glass by blowing glass. And she made me a slide. And it's this beautiful blue and green thing that looks like a an earth. Maybe I'll take a picture of it and I'll put it on the uh, <laughs> on the, the picture for the podcast so you can see it. Right. So here we go. This is a song called Isn't That Beautiful? Written by people on the train in 2019 going across Canada. It's easy to get down when the train you're on runs late It's easy to be upset When nothing seems to go your way All the ways of the world 
Can a Peter be some kind of miserable? Well, maybe the chances to witness something beautiful. The sound a glacier makes as it crumbles into the ocean. The first time a child understands their parents feel the motion. It's those 5 a.m. sunbeams shining on smoky water. A heartfelt apology from a rebellious teenage daughter. Isn't that beautiful? It takes my breath away It's listening to a singer Who's truly discovered their voice It's finding out success in life Is symptomatic of your own choice It's lyric finding melody At the start of a brand new day The sound of travel is laughing Despite a 36 hour delay Yeah Isn't that beautiful? Courage for breaking on out of this shell Finally finding some heaven After years of living through hell train you're on runs late it's easy to be upset when nothing seems to go your way all the ways of the world can appear to be some kind of miserable but maybe their chances to witness 
Sounds like my wife Shara is home and she's singing to our cat. <laughs> That's the magic of podcasts in real time. So yeah, there's that song. And uh, it was a real treat. It was one of the best things. One of my best memories was finishing that song and then literally being 36 to 40 hours late, being able to share that with those people and just have people crying and and just really enjoying their company and hearing more about each other's stories or each other's contributions to that song. And it just broke a lot of ice and it actually made these extra two days, you know, almost flip into some, you know, flip from something that could have been an awful experience and a terrible thing to, to it being one of the more memorable aspects of their entire vacations or their trips or wherever they were going. So so there you go. There's just an example of, of how you can utilize a performance opportunity or a space to fuel a song and not just any song, but a song that you can, you can totally fall in love with. And I love playing that song so much for lots of reasons. I love, I love playing slide, but just uh, that concept really rang true for me. And I, I love that I get to have a song now that lets me talk about it with more people because it also lets me ask that question anytime I play it. And when someone tells you what that moment was that really sticks in their mind is the moment that takes their breath away or took their breath away, that's a really special situation to be experiencing. So that song gives that to me every time I play it, if, if I ask. So just wanted to share that with you. And I know somebody in the Facebook group had, had commented, say, like, no way, I'd never do, I would never <laughs> take on a, a or how to try to think about how to write a song from a performance or write a song in a performance. But that's, there you go. That's an example. There's lots of ways, lots of ways to write a song. So hopefully that is encouraging for, for all of you out there. Or I'm sure others have stories about doing similar things. I have no doubts. But if if you haven't tried that, I, I would recommend looking at the places that you are going to perform or if you want to perform somewhere. How could you write something for that space that would that would just be really special for those who get to be there, for those who maybe host that space or created that space? Or maybe there's something, an occasion that's uh, wrapped around the idea of why you'd be performing that. Maybe you could do something like that. So yeah, performance can definitely be a songwriting tool. And that's, I think, all I can say about that. I've said it a lot of times. <laughs> I'll stop beating it to death. But it's it's a good one. So as one other note, we're coming up here next week on the 29th, which is Wednesday. I'm actually running a, a new round, a five-week round of Finish Your Songs, which I haven't done for a little while. And if you're not familiar with what that is, it literally is what the title says. It's just a, a weekly workshop, small groups, five people max, two hours a session. 
of hashing out, choosing, choosing some songs, going through the process of how to choose the songs that you want to finish. Because if you're a songwriter, you guaranteed have a phone full of voice memos of epic amounts of songs, or you've got them on a recorder, or you've got pages. We've all got an endless amount of songs that are unfinished. <laughs> so this workshop is purely for the purpose of bringing in old material that's just been waiting in the wings, half-baked, that wants wants to finish and go out and live its life out in the world. <laughs> so yeah, Finish Your Songs starts next week, Wednesday. And I have two spots left. So if anyone wants to grab one of those, feel free to just check out on the website there at writesongsyoulove.com slash workshops. Or get in touch with me, however way, either through email or Facebook or Instagram, any of those places are all good. And yeah, so lastly, I'll just say coming up to this year anniversary, there's going to be some some really fun stuff coming up. I am going to do another meet and greet on Zoom. Just those of you that were at the last one, super fun way just to meet some new people, maybe some new collaborators, or just to have a, a cool conversation. Maybe something inspiring will come up for a song. But that's going to be happening fairly close to the anniversary, which, like I said, is July 8th. So stay tuned for what day and time that will actually be going down on. But there will also be some new songs coming out in around that time that will be related to, to the whole Right Songs You Love community in this process. So look forward to that. I'm very excited to be sharing some more tunes with you all in that capacity. And I think particularly for all the songwriters, you're gonna, you're really gonna love these songs. Okay. So again, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for listening and hope you enjoyed that song. And actually, yeah, if you have anything that you want to share, if you can think of a moment that has taken your breath away, I would love to hear about it. Okay. Have a great week and catch you next time. <laughs>